You know, when I was getting my start with the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, I was listening to a lot of shows on podcasting, on entrepreneurship, and I was dreaming big of what might become. And the interesting thing is that entrepreneur after entrepreneur basically mentioned two things that were pivotal in them being a success. Either they were fired from a current job or they had a baby. And the reason these two sort of life-changing, life-altering experiences were so impactful in these entrepreneurs' lives because they had to figure it out. Their backs were against the wall. And if they didn't find the solution, then there was no food on the table. They couldn't pay their bills, et cetera. So today's guest had a similar experience. Clement Townsend spent, I think he said, almost two decades. It was like 18 years in live broadcasting. He has tons of media experience. And then he was fired. And so we talk about this defining moment in his life and how that gave him the idea of serving in schools. He comes from a family of educators, and he just knew in his heart and his parents believed, too, that if he brought this media expertise to to schools, that students would benefit. They'd tell stronger stories. And the best thing about video and about media is that it opens so many doors and really can transform people's lives. I know that as a fact because this podcast absolutely changed my life. Hey, it's Daniel, and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show's sponsors. Learn how to develop your skills to identify challenges, incorporate and support innovation, and plan and drive school improvement in leading school strategy and innovation. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Leading school strategy and innovation runs from February 2nd to March 2nd, 20. 22. Apply by January 21st at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose virtual PD is equipping thousands of teachers with the skills they need to create engaging, equitable, and rigorous virtual or blended classes. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hey, Ruckus Makers. Today, I'm joined by Clement Townsend, who spent close to 20 years in front of the camera as a sports journalist, including time spent on the local news, cable, and the internet. His career took him to several markets, including San Angelo, Texas, Mobile, Alabama, Lynchburg, Virginia, and Chicago, Illinois, baby. We got a special spot for that place. (laughs) Clement has covered numerous big events throughout his career, such as the Super Bowl, the NBA All-Star Game, and multiple college football national championships. Clement is the author of How to Become a Broadcasting Star and the founder of Broadcasting Career Mentor, BCM. 
Broadcasting Career Mentor provides media training for youth across the country. Broadcasting Career Mentor offers in-person training and virtual media training through the Video Journalism Pro online course. Clement, welcome to the show. Daniel, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so let's start off with a, a difficult moment, but a defining moment for you. You were telling me that you were laid off and that was a game changer for you. Can you bring us to that story? Absolutely. So to kind of put everything in a summary version, I had been on television with continuous employment for 16 years, I believe it was, 17 years, as a matter of fact, from 2001 to 2018. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some of my bio, San Angelo, Mobile, Lynchburg, Chicago. So television was pretty much all I had ever known, all I had ever done. And through all, all those stops while I was on television, I always met youth who wanted to know how they could do what I was doing. They were interested in media, television, interviews, things of that nature. And then in 2018, I got laid off. So as you mentioned, that was such a defining moment, such a fork in a row, such a pivotal moment. And I could have continued on the same path in television, but I had moved around so much, Daniel, and I had a family. And at that time, I just wasn't interested in continuing to uproot my family and trying to find a different place for my daughter to go to school, different place for my wife to work and things of that nature. So I figured, what do I, what skills do I have? What can I offer? How can I uh, add value? And I remember all those young people that wanted to know uh, more about media and wanted to get media training. And so my parents were both educators. My mother was a teacher. My dad was an administrator. And I connected with someone. They mentioned, you know, you can do that sort of thing in schools. That's something that's necessary in schools. And I thought about it. You know, a lot of teachers, they know a lot of things, but they may not have gone to school for media or communications like I did. So it was at that moment that I decided to really try to take my skill set, develop some programming specifically for youth to go into school, in the educational system and really try to open students up to student voice and the power of media in a positive way. Yes, some students use TikTok and they use Snapchat, but do they understand the power of storytelling through media and really technology and editing in that form? And so ever since that time and that defining moment in 2018, I've been on this mission to uh, assist teachers and make an impact uh, through media in education for youth. Uh, We love that you've stepped into this space. You know, you mentioned how youth are extremely interested in media and not just youth these days, right? Like video is the form, right? That gets the most eyeballs, has the most opportunity to change lives, I think, and impact society. Uh, But there's a way to do it right, too, you know, and I think that's that's where you come in. Um, You talked about the power of storytelling. So, you know, the ruckus maker who's listening is most likely a principal or assistant principal, although we have classroom teachers and, you know, instructional leaders, folks at the central office level as well. But what might you teach our our community listening about the power of storytelling and then specifically in the, the form of video media? So certainly, you know, it's about really allowing students to connect with their learning to their everyday life really trying to bridge the gap. You mentioned that media and video is really at this point, the predominant form of communication. You know, 
certainly back in the day, I would say we would watch TV quite a bit. But nowadays, you know, teenagers or youth watch so much video on their phone, whether it's just going to the Internet and YouTube or Facebook. It's just video, video, video. So just really having students understand the creativity out, uh, aspect, uh, the outlet to express themselves, to talk about really the positive things they see happening in their community or specifically for your audience allowing students to showcase the positive things happening in their school with video. You know, uh, there can be teachers or a parent who might film a, a, or, or record a quick video, but it, it's no finished product. It's not really promoting the school or showcasing the school or teaching students how to speak. So when I speak of video and video journalism, I'm really into narration and I'm really into voicing. So everybody needs communication skills, Daniel, whether you're trying to apply for a job or start your own business or even in relationships. So when you're using video and you're now narrating, you know, you're telling people what you see or, or what's taking place. We can really in any area talk about pacing and talk about volume and talk about diction and things of that nature on top of the technology. So it's the communication piece, it's the technology piece, it's the creativity piece, how that can really be integrated into the everyday classroom across a variety of different subject areas as well. Right, right. And so, uh, you know, you talked about voicing. I don't know if that's the same as some of the stuff you just mentioned, like narration and pacing and diction. Uh, but you're, like I said, you're the expert. So what, what does that mean when you're talking about voicing? So voicing means, you know, we're telling the story if it's a science fair and students are saying, hey, you know, 20 students took part in the science fair at John Doe School. We had projects from volcanoes to robots to X, Y, and Z. And Wendy Wilson took home first place for her project on X, Y, and Z. It was dynamic. And let's listen to what she had to say. And it'd be a potential interview going on there. So it's just, you know, narrating and voicing along with the video. It is one thing for you to show me what's going on, but it helps the, the viewer or the audience or whoever's watching this video to have a better understanding and actually feel like they're there or, or more information from you actually uh, voicing or narrating it as well. So I, I work with so many youth who are uncomfortable when it comes to speaking and they might, you know, be mm. monotone or really soft spoken, but that's just a skill that you need to have. I mean, as I talk to more and more uh, youth, you know, some colleges want to do video essays now. So you mm -hmm. might have to submit a video in lieu of uh, your college or 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 along with your college application. Just, you know, talking about yourself on camera. So the more students can have practice speaking, voicing, narrating, communicating. I just believe that's just a valuable skill, uh, employable skill, life skill and something that can just put them ahead of the crowd and unlock doors of opportunity. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's very relevant because I know some districts these days are actually using uh, short interview type questions as screeners that uh, applicants are actually, you know, recording their reply and answer to via video, uploading that, you know, to their secure server. And then it's like, do they get passed to the second round or not to, to dig into? So yeah, that's very interesting and very relevant. So I think, you know, I really appreciate you bringing that up. 
Speaking of students, right, in the youth that you work with, could you uh, share a story, just a success story of one of these kids and what they were able to accomplish? Wow. I mean, it's so many. <laughs> it's really hard to choose. Just seeing students, as I mentioned, who are soft-spoken, really getting more comfortable and confident with their communication skills. Just seeing students who had never edited before, take an idea, something they were passionate about because the whole thing is to create a piece of media, you know, something tangible. I might be interested in my city. I might be interested in politics and to take my thoughts and to create something, something that I can now showcase and people can see. But it probably would have to be a young man by the name of Cavell Spearman. So certainly my background is in sports and as a sports journalist, he had a passion for sports as well. And He was at a school where I did a media program and decided he didn't want to play sports anymore. And really, he saw the value. He saw the potential. And he decided to start his own media company. He really started his own business, set up a full LLC called Opinion Nation, and certainly got real active in it with his school, got a lot of his peers and, and, and people at his school to start creating videos. He does some things on his on the side in terms of uh, videos for maybe family members with weddings and special events and things of that nature. And certainly there's an income to be had as well, you know, from what he does. It's, it's something he has developed a passion for, but it's something that has he's been able to monetize and he hasn't necessarily had to go and get a job um, bagging groceries or, you know, just some of the part time jobs that typical teenagers go and get just to have a few sure. extra dollars in their pocket. He's been able to be proactive and create opportunities and income for himself. I never even had the experiences that he's had. So for me to be able to expose him to some things and him really take initiative and take it to the next level, it has just made me so proud. And it's just fantastic to see him. And I'm just excited to see what the future holds for him. And he's just one of many um, stories that I could share. Right, right. And honestly, it sounds just like he's taking control of his future, right? His path. Yeah, and, and, and video has opened doors for him. So that's pretty cool. I, I have a former student, Vashon Jordan, who uh, was a student of mine at Brooks College Prep. But this guy was just really into camera and and video and photography and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I I hired him way back when we had a principal's conference in the summer in Chicago. And so he he followed me around and caught some like really cool footage that way. But then right now during the pandemic and protests after George Floyd's murder and that kind of stuff, he captured that experience on the streets of the Chicago from his uh, perspective and was putting that out. Well, that that led him to working in the mayor's office for an internship and then with uh, Chicago Tribune. So, you know, I just I share that to say, like what you're teaching can absolutely transform students lives. And he's the author of his own life, too, just like uh, Mr. Spearman, I think you were talking about. So what a really great skill set to be teaching kids. So thank you for that. Absolutely. So amazing to hear that story as well. I mean, it's just so powerful. It just opens up so many doors. Media is just relevant, really, in so many different career fields. You know, you don't just have to want to be in media or a journalist. I always say if there's a student that wants to own a restaurant, 
it's great to just learn how to do videos about your food. Oh, yeah. Or if you want to be in a real estate field to showcase videos about houses that you fix up, or if you want to be in fashion to show off your clothes. So although I talk about storytelling and narration, I mean, video just really pours and goes into so many different aspects. So as you mentioned, it's just so vital on a variety of different fronts. Mm. I think you have a, a framework or an approach. Uh, correct me where I'm wrong, of course, but I, I know that I think you're about informing, inspiring, and impacting. And can you tell us a, a little bit more about that approach? Absolutely. That kind of just goes back to what I mentioned a little bit earlier, just in terms of the power of video to do good. Sometimes I talk about meaningful media. A lot of students you know, do the TikTok and they do Snapchat and they might do pranks and they might do dance challenges. But how many students have really learned or been trained about making videos, as we mentioned, about the school, about their community, about their family, that when they create this video and somebody watches it, somebody views it, that they feel like they were informed. They feel like they learned something or, you know, they feel like they were impacted because of a cause that this student did a video for. So informed, impacted, or they were inspired because of a story that they heard or a story that was told through this piece of video. So really just meaningful media that informs, inspires, impacts not just funny videos, not just jokes videos. There's a time and place for that sort of thing. But from, from my standpoint in dealing with students, it's unrealistic to expect students and you to make these type of videos if they were never trained. You know, a lot of you will only do what they see their peers doing. So there has to be some type of a guidance and some type of uh, mentoring, hence BCM, Broadcasting Career Mentor, from adults to say, hey, there is another option. You have this technology at your fingertips, Daniel, that we never had. You know, when you and I were in school, there was no cell phone with the camera. You know, when I was in school, it was the pager. And you were cool if you had a pager, you had a beeper, you had a two-way, but there was no technology where you can film and you could edit and you could upload to a, a, an amazing platform like the internet or YouTube and things of that nature. So really just giving them other tools, other uses that they may not necessarily just come up with or think about on their own positive ways to use media because just media is so powerful and really trying to emphasize that, drive that home for youth and teach them and train them, not just tell them, but really, you know, allow them to hands on experience. Wow. I'm passionate about this. We're talking about this in school. That's another thing I really would like to emphasize for teachers, you know, whatever that subject area is that the teacher might be talking about in school, whatever that unit is, a video can be made for a student to show their learning. You know, testing certainly is good, but what if there's another way if the student is learning about science and apex predators, okay, let's let's have a student make a video about what they learn and they can show within that video um, that they're proficient and show their understanding through video as well. So I, I definitely wanted to put that in there because a lot of people were like, well, you know, my students aren't necessarily just doing stories, but whatever that subject is, you know, it can be applied to that as well. Exactly. And I, I love that framing of making it uh, positive because it is powerful too. But let's pause here just for a moment for a message from our sponsors. And when we come back, I'd like to dig into 
how you take an idea or a relevant topic and create a tangible video people can see. Learn how to successfully drive school change and help your diverse stakeholders establish priorities and improve practice in leading school strategy and innovation. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Topics include vision and goal setting, root cause analysis, organizational alignment, innovation, and more. Leading school strategy and innovation runs from February 2nd to March 2nd, 2022. Apply by January 21st. Enroll by January 27th. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Better Leaders, Better Schools is brought to you by school leaders like Principal Gutierrez using TeachFX. Special populations benefit the most from verbally engaging in class, but get far fewer opportunities to do so than their peers, especially in virtual classes. TeachFX measures verbal engagement automatically in virtual or in-person classes to help schools and teachers address these issues of equity during COVID. Learn more and get a special offer from Better Leaders, Better Schools listeners at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, and we're back with Clement Townsend. Clement is the author of How to Become a Broadcasting Star and founder of the Broadcasting Career Mentor Program. So we've been talking media, we've been talking video, and we just ended with uh, how video is powerful. And therefore, why don't we try to help students make a positive change with the, the content they create? So Clement, you know, when, when a kid has an idea framed around a certain topic, how do they create a tangible video that people can enjoy? So certainly you have the pre-production process, uh, the production process and like the post-production process. And then all kind of starts with brainstorming. You know, what is the outcome? Do you want to talk about the environment? You know, do you want to talk about politics? Do you want to talk about what, whatever the thing is? You know, what is the outcome that you're trying to achieve? And then also, you know, what are the questions that you would want people to know? You know, what is the information? So certainly that's that's where the educational piece comes in for me. Mm-hmm. research plays a key role in whatever it is you're talking about. Certainly youth can add their opinion and, you know, share their perspective, but also, you know, have some research as well. So what they're sharing, they're knowledgeable about it. If we're talking about pollution or if we're talking about whatever, whatever the topic is, just having done some research, some background research. So they are well versed in whatever it is they're talking about. And then, you know, what is the video? What supports what you're talking about? Once you have your topic, once you're done your research, you know, whether you're filming video on the phone or getting video off the internet, taking that piece. And then obviously, you know, whether you're writing it as well, how do you put it all together? And then whether you're editing it and then making a finished product, those are are pretty much the steps uh, in a nutshell to go from story 
story idea to finished product. Certainly there's a lot that goes in between uh, and there's a lot of guidance and, and details in those steps. Uh, but that's, I guess, the overall big picture way of getting it done. Yeah, I well, appreciate you going over from a high level how to make that video content. And I'm sure the Broadcasting Career Mentor program helps people really, you know, uh, integrate that into, into their lives. So you have graciously created a, a free download for the Ruckus Maker listening, which is 10 ways students can create better video content and create a better life. What's that download all about? So certainly those that's that's for educators really just trying to get them some simple tips that they can implement right after getting that download to start getting their students creating video. Um, Certainly everybody thinks, okay, I have a phone. I just press record. But how can we do it a little better than that? How can we make sure uh, that we're taking what we have to get some quality shots Uh, that students sound good when we talk about narration to make sure that the video quality is clear and just a few other tips um, that teachers or administrators might not be aware of that you can easily implement that don't cost you a thing and can just get the ball rolling and just really take that video content creation to the next level. And as you said on that title too, to create a better life, because I just feel like video And when students have these skills, it just opens the door for so many opportunities. Yes, that's right. Cool. And so speaking of stories and messages and branding and all this kind of stuff, what message would you put on all school marquees around the world if you could do so for just a day? I would say media is not just entertainment. Media is also educational. I feel like a lot of times media gets boxed into talk shows, maybe reality TV. Again, I talk so much about TikTok because I work with youth on a regular basis. And so many youth are into the TikTok videos, Daniel. I'm sure you know about that as well. So I always just, you know, try to relate it to um, what young people are already doing. But it doesn't just have to be entertainment. It can also be educational. It can also be social studies. And we incorporate some type of media if we're talking about history uh, and, and laws that were handed down. And maybe, you know, if we were interviewing somebody in the past, what would we ask them uh, and, and things of that nature? So it's, it can be applied in an educational way. That would be what's on my billboard. Media is not just entertainment. It's also educational. And that's why. So you're building a school from the ground up, Clement. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitation is your imagination. How would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? So from where I stand right now, my top priority would be some type of entrepreneurship unit curriculum. That's a requirement for all Mm -hmm. students. It's not just optional. I just feel, and I've heard you discuss this before, Most schools still work on like the factory model Mm -hmm. and, you know, the way it's set up with the classes are so long and the bell and things that nature is just a factory model. And it kind of doesn't necessarily open students up to their passion. I believe, Daniel, that everyone has a gift. And if students are really taught how to hone in and tap into that gift, they could actually have their own income source and create a better life for themselves. Now, every student might not necessarily want to take this path, 
But I think it's important for every student to be exposed to this path. And that's why I believe entrepreneurship will be priority number one. Certainly technology. Everyone needs access to technology. I believe, you know, my school would be a one to one school. You know, every student will have access to a laptop um, where they can get on the Internet, you know, surf, get information and things of nature. So technology. And then number three would just be some type of play, some type of fun. You know, certainly a lot of middle schools and elementary schools still have recess, but even for, you know, upper, upper grades, teenagers, high schoolers, maybe we have a big slide or maybe we have, I don't know, one ride from an amusement park. Um, I don't even know what it's called where you have like a, a seat that, that just goes down the drop or something like that, you know, um, oh, but crazy. just something that's, that's called. <laughs> it's called crazy. It's called crazy. But just something, whether I don't know, is weekly or once a month where students really get to just have free play to kind of mm. get their mind away from, uh, I don't know, facts and figures and computations and just allow their mind to kind of be free and relax for a moment. I feel like when you kind of allow your mind to relax when you go back to doing things, you're that much sharper. So that would be super right. important. Slide, amusement park ride, something to that effect. Something super fun and cool that the students could actually get on and do and enjoy. Yeah. And I think that would spread by word of mouth, too. You know, they would be talking about that experience all the time. So there you go. Well, Clement, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. We covered a lot of ground. And of everything we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? Just that media isn't just for one subject. It isn't just for English or ELA. It is cross-curricular. It's something that, you know, I feel should be in every school. It can be applied to science. I hit on that before. It could be applied to social studies and history. It could even be applied to math. Certainly, you know, I just hope that teachers and people that work with students can be imaginative, can be open to different opportunities and understand that media is something that students are interested in, they're already doing, so it can really boost student engagement in any subject area. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.